Hello everybody and welcome to another episode of Two Weird Didn't Watch the Show where we make fun of movies that we have not seen based on nothing but their weird descriptions. I'm Brantley. I'm Albert and Brantley's reading for us today. Brantley, what do you got for us? First up we have The Cars That Ate Paris. This is not a re- this is not real. This is real. This is no. This is not nearly as fun as that title sounds. Somebody made this up. I I know there's a lot of hope. What are you picturing right now? Okay, I mean, I my bed, my bed, my brain <laughs> with this title goes to another movie that is real, Deathbed, the bed that eats, uh, which is about a bed that absorbs people into it and as like burns them with acid until they're gone. Oh, see, when I read that, my image was cars that had like almost organic mouse on the on the hoods well i mean there would be eating people i think that they must so i mean obviously they're going to consume paris somehow the question is are they doing it fit like the people or are they actually attacking the buildings if they're doing if they're getting the people then the people could get into these cars and like maybe they're all a certain type of car like one of those handsome cabs that they have in london like the black ones the black Mm -hmm. cabs Maybe they're that it's some kind of identifiable car and they just consume the citizens of Paris one by one. Okay. That's my vision of it. Like they sort of just interdimensionally are not in the car anymore and they're in some oh, other like place. Oh, like from a view of gate. Uh-huh. Okay. After his brother dies in a car crash, Arthur Waldo, we found him. <laughs> there he is. <laughs> is adopted by the mayor of Paris, a small Australian town with a steep downhill road. What? And it's took a turn from where you're expecting. I it. was listen. You can't. That's not fair. <laughs> Paris is. I understand there are other towns named Paris, but you can't call your movie about Paris with the title and then that it's not Just that. Just so one. you know, these are all Australian movies we're doing this week. <laughs> okay, we got a theme going. I like yeah. that. <laughs> Which is what the accent I was going to try to do, but I have kind of a cold, so I'm not going to make an attempt. Okay. Okay. Is there something in in Australia that's called a car that isn't actually a car? No. And we're going to like rename that because that No. No. Okay. The residents earn a living by causing accidents, then stripping the cars for parts to sell and using the few survivors as medical test subjects. What? Yeah. You were not prepared. I wasn't prepared for that. Why <laughs> this movie just you see the title and then it takes a bunch of left turns. Okay. And you wind up in somewhere in Ohio. So these guys are, and I've heard of this before, like there were towns that uh, would get economic gain if there was a shipwreck. So they would mm-hmm. purposely like cause there to like a, a false lighthouse or something to guide the ships in the All wrong right. direction. And so these guys are a version of that, but without the ships, mm-hmm. they just have like oil on the roads or something. Well, they have a steep downhill road. I get a good point. You still got it. Like the I mean, yeah, preparing for that. So yeah. they're doing something to that as well. Unable to escape. Arthur becomes a reluctant resident. He was adopted. Presumably legally. So he's like, ha ha. Never had a survivor before. Meanwhile, violent teens threaten to destroy the community with their menacing driving, which endangers citizens and property. Okay. This, the community <laughs> is surviving by murdering people and taking the parts from their cars to sell them. 
You can't just like <laughs> what, are, but then you're cut back, cut away to the the <laughs> subplot of these teens who don't like want to go along with the system. Violent teens. I, just, I love the term violent teens. It's like this is an, everybody in this town is like over the age of forty, and then suddenly teens. <laughs> I don't get what the I don't get what the dilemma is here. Well, they're violent. They're destroying property and they endanger the citizens. That's morally wrong. Now somebody go put the oil back on the road. Okay, okay. I guess it's like an us versus them thing. Like it's cool if we kill those people. You can't be killing our guys. Teens, curse you, teens. Violent teens. All teens suck, though. Really. Yeah, you can look forward to that. All right, that's it for the cars that ate Paris. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. It's just that's even more baffling. Yeah, I know it's bizarre. <laughs> and then it just stops. It's like, and then they have a problem. Okay, okay. Next up, we have uninhabited. It's a less interesting title. Very uninteresting title. It's sort of standard horror movie fare. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I know. I mean, I don't know exactly what we're going to get here, but I have my suspicions. Harry and Beth wanted a different kind of holiday. What? Like, Tofurky for Halloween, or? This is Australia. Do they have Halloween in Australia? I, I'm sure they have what Halloween. What would you dress as? I was going for... What would you dress as? You live in a nightmare world already. Yeah. And actually, if anywhere, that's the most accurate place to have Halloween. The most apt place. Everybody goes as a spider. <laughs> So they chartered a boat to drop them off on a remote coral island. On oh, the Great that Barrier kind of Reef. holiday. Okay, I was thinking like we 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 don't like this Christmas with the trees and the gifts and stuff. We're gonna vacation, sir. We're we're gonna make it all about curtains. All right, just a whole curtain themed holiday where we we try out different curtains and and we wear curtains instead of clothes, and it's curtains for you, bub. Because you don't like our new Christmas tradition. That's gonna, not what you're gonna, saying, though. We're going to drop the curtain on that joke? Yep. Curtain, right. Curtain's up. Paradise? Yep. Question mark. The island was idyllic, surrounded by a wide reef, covered in palms and full of birds and other wildlife. Okay, then yes, it I is like paradise. like to point out there's a wildlife, so no. No, it is not paradise. Eh. Probably some uh, blue ring octopus there. Okay. It was small and totally deserted. Or was it? I don't know. Was it or was it not? <laughs> After snorkeling, making out, and having fun, the young lovers soon come to believe that there is someone else on the island. Things go missing from their camp, and then they discover someone else's footprints in the sand. Which would honestly be pretty, pretty spooky. Yeah, I like that there's that... It's Robinson Crusoe, and my reference for this is the children's like easy reader with illustration book. Mm-hmm. So I, I assume this is in the original book as well, but it's really cool in the kids version, um, which I read coming up where he finds a single footprint in the middle of the beach. And that's like a precursor to Friday showing up, but it's a one footprint in the middle of the beach. How do you pull that off? <laughs> That's so weird. The <laughs> Friday can jump, my man. I mean, he was probably doing the like branch behind him and missed that one. I guess, yeah. Like he's like he bounced off and hit the like there was a rock and he kind of like 
save that one for. He's like doing dragging it behind him, not really paying attention. Oh, okay. Or maybe that was like maybe he was walking on relatively hard ground, and there was just the one spot of sand. Or he was kind of close to the water, and like the waves yeah. and everything else. But it just like and, but just the visual, yeah. There is the visual too of Robinson Crusoe finding this like being alone. He's been alone for how many years at that point? A lot of years. Yeah, it's been like ten years at least. And for then him. suddenly, person foot. And only the one. Yeah. At first amused. They're taking your stuff. Why would that amuse you? <laughs> yeah, and also you're like, you think that... Okay. I guess they're just... I guess they're just violent I mean, they teams. are Australians. So it was like, eh. We deal with nightmares every day. It's cool. Yeah. This becomes disturbing as they realize the island has a ghost! What? I feel like a bit of a jump was made somewhere without informing the audience, but okay. So... It's a ghost, but it makes, like, physical footprints in the sand. And takes stuff. And, yeah, and steals... Why? I don't understand this ghost. I don't understand how Sorry, this... I'm just getting, like, this weird backstory of, like, there's this, like, criminal organization, and somebody really wants to do the Scooby-Doo hoax. It's like, dude, nobody comes to this island. We don't need to do it. It's like, but I really want to... It's like, fine, if anyone ever shows up, we can do it. And everybody's like, why'd you promise that? He goes, no one's ever going to show up. Then these people show up and it's like, Crap! <laughs> All right, so I'm going to get the ghost costume. <laughs> All right, if it wasn't for you meddling kids, yada, yada, whatever. <laughs> Do they have a dog? Good, I hate dogs. <laughs> From paradise, the holiday quickly turns into a nightmare of arguments and mistrust. It's not a nightmare, that's just probably what they took a vacation from. Inspired <laughs> by actual events. I'm going to call shenanigans on that. On the, especially, yeah. On the ghost part. Uh, inspired by people going to an island one time? Yes, that going did one happen. Time and maybe there being I someone that lives that. on the island? Like, it, it, this would be scarier without the ghost. Yeah, I don't know why there needs to be a ghost. If it's some person, and they're trapped on the island, for whatever, like, they destroy, the guy destroys the boat, I'm assuming it's a guy, destroys the boat so they can't leave, and is, like, hunting them at, over the course of the movie? Yeah, it's just the most dangerous game. But, like, for modern audiences, we can do another one of those. We just did another Murder on the Orient Express. Like, apparently nobody knew that twist. Or they changed it. I haven't seen the movie. I, don't, I assume they didn't change the twist. I haven't heard that they did. Considering it's the main point of the story. I don't know, man. Maybe, like, if, if Godzilla showed up and accidentally stomped on Johnny Depp and that Any was the twist. Any movie that inserts Godzilla into it is improved. Yeah. And they're like, oh, my goodness. We were barking up the wrong tree this whole time. It was <laughs> It was Godzilla. We didn't think it was, but it... Or there's no resolution. Godzilla just shows up and shoots the train and moves on. <laughs> that would be amazing. I, I want to see... I, I understand why they don't do this. Like, I understand the formula. But I do... I would enjoy, a like, a murder mystery where it's just... Like, nothing... None of the facts actually were leading to anything. It was some random person that just, like, pops mm -hmm. up at the end. They kind of do that in uh, Hateful Eight. It's pretty good. All right. Is that it? That's it for that movie. Okay. Up next, we have Red Billabong. Okay, so this one's... If, if, if the other one's from Australia. This one's definitely from Australia. Yes. What's a billabong? That is a... Basically like a like a lake that dries up in the dry season. Okay, okay. And then is refilled when it rains. In the Australian act, Outback... This is oh, the you're, most you're, Australian movie. You're gonna do the you're gonna do the accent for this. I was one? actually trying not to, but as soon as that word outback popped in, on the outback, mouth, mate. I was like, do it. <laughs> Throw a straw on the barbie. In the Australian outback, two estranged brothers discover old secrets 
and family lies within the, when the grandfather's property is passed into their hands. I'm so sad Hello, you British. haven't been doing this the whole time. Although it is distracting me from the actual content of it. <laughs> when a shady land developer shows interest in taking the property off their hands for a prince pricely sum, Tristan wants to sell up, but Nick, I'm done, is concerned without about a warning from Granddad's friend, Mister Garvey. Okay. Uh, here's the thing. He's going to give them a lot of money mm-hmm. for land that they don't know that it's valuable. Mm-hmm. Now, there's the obvious... Uh, it, clearly, he knows something they don't. It's more valuable to him mm-hmm. than the large sum that he's going to offer them. I don't see how this is unscrupulous, though, if he's like, listen, y'all aren't doing anything with it. I know where the oil is. I'm not going to tell you where the oil is, but I will give you... a. More money than you were planning to get from this. I, I don't. I don't get where the the nefarious. Well, Nick of this was warned in. by uh, Granddad's friend, Mister Garvey. To what? Not trust this guy and his like many thousands, millions of dollars. I don't know how much money or what kind of currency Australians use. Are they called dollars over there? Lots of people call their things dollars. I, I don't know. I believe they're one of the ones that have like plastic on their money now. There's like transport portions of their dollars or dollar equivalent. Are they called dollary dues? I really doubt it. I think. Oh no! I read that there was a, a petition to change the name of the currency to dollary dues <laughs> <laughs> to improve. Uh, they wanted people to collect it, like they thought that there, there, this was a this is a tangent, but I love it. Somebody had the idea that if you called the Australian currency dollary dues, that people would be so amused by that that they would collect them. So they could look, I've got a dollary due. And that that would improve the Australian economy by decreasing inflation. <laughs> That's an awesome plan. <laughs> I don't know. I'm 110% of, in, you know, for that plan. Okay, okay. Tristan's friends and drug dealer BJ <laughs> rocks up for a party in the brother's new home. Wait, rocks up? What? That's uh, Maybe it's an Australian parlance. Okay. As both brothers are pulled apart by different choices, one thing is clear. Something sinister is going on. Is it though? It doesn't... That's not clear to me at all. This guy wants to buy the land. He's gonna do something with it, okay? It's gonna be worth more to him. That's the point of a financial transaction. I give you money because the thing you're giving me is worth more to me than the money was, alright? The $24 that I spent to buy gas to put in my truck today were worth less to me than the gas that I wanted to put in my truck because if I don't spend that money, I can't drive around and do things. And $24 is not driving around and doing things. It's just $24. So I use that to drive around and do things. This is not sinister. The guy just wants to buy a thing and probably make a lot of money off of it. You don't aren't making a lot of money off of it. You could have a lot of money that he's going to give you. This is basic economics <laughs> and you're having a party and none of... I'm very angry about the... <laughs> As their friends start to go missing, they fear they are being stalked by something. See, that's sinister. Okay, that is a different situation. Somebody's (laughs) killing people now. An ancient Australian legend has now been unleashed. What? 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 Okay, these movies keep taking turns on you today, Hal. (sighs) Australia, mate. What what was the greedy uh, or nefarious land developer's plan? 
So he obviously he knows about this legend, right? He must. That must be what Maybe he's just kind of shady, which is what it says. Okay, but what was he gonna... And there's a drug dealer involved. There's nothing shady about offering people obscene amounts of money for worthless land. Oh, he's just like a sketchy dude. <laughs> he has like a folder on his computer that you really he really doesn't want you to find he's out just about. Like, he he gives you bad vibes, but he's a legitimate businessman. Yeah, no, he knows how to make the money. He just looks Or sinister. maybe he doesn't. I don't know. He's offering these guys money for I, the only thing I can figure is that he knows that there is like a drop bear. Okay, we're just gonna say it's <laughs> drop bears. He knows that there are the actual drop bears on this land, and he needs to put them in a zoo, and he'll make a, all that, you know, big zoo money that they have if he has them in his zoo. And so he's offering them a lot of money, but they get killed off by the drop bears. Would you like to explain what drop bears are to people who don't know? No, people, people know. People must know what drop bears are. Yeah, they must know. No, you got that, no. I I'm not going to dignify you guys. Google it for yourselves because I cannot live in a world where I assume that people don't know. I must go forward with the assumption that they do know. Apparently, everything it's you think is common knowledge on average, ten, ten thousand people in the U.S. do not know <laughs> or learn for I've, the first time. The things day. that I think are common knowledge, yes. Okay, fair enough. My my idea of car. I I know that there are six Sharknado movies, when everybody else thinks there are five. So maybe, okay, fine. Explain explain what a drop bear is for Okay, a drop bear is a hoax they play on tourists, and it is a large, like, obscenely large koala. You're bear. not gonna get on board with this. I'm, you're really not gonna. You're not gonna play into it. No. Because here's my thing with the drop bear. <sighs> they tell it to freak out tourists that it can just fall on your head and kill you. My thing is, you live in freaking Australia, the most terrifying continent on the planet of terrifying continents, full of deadly animals, and you still think it's a good idea to make things things up. You still think that the bird-eating spider, which is a spider that eats birds, is not scary enough. It's the Goliath bird-eating spider, Brantley. Yes. <laughs> Just which, <so> <laughs> fun fact about them, most spiders, when they bite you, will not use venom, because it's hard to produce. The youngers will, because they haven't learned not to. Birding, the, that spider will always use venom and then will chase you down to bite you again just to make sure because Australia is made of hate. They didn't have us to tame it for a long time. Oh, no, I guess they had their aboriginal people. Who learned not to mess with it? They hid away from them. Yeah, well, I just want to apologize greatly for not including the natives of Australia in my estimation of humankind in that statement that I made previously. That was just flat out wrong. Yes. Okay, I, I've said that with my mouth, and I apologize. That was wrong. Also, again, proving that Australia is, a, is the continent of madness, we introduced rabbits, and it was such an impact to the ecology, they had to build a freaking fence across the continent. Oh, did they really? Yes, it's called the Rabbit Proof Fence. I heard about that movie. I mean, I it, know... it, there's the big gap where the actual main desert that the rabbits can't survive in is. Yeah, doesn't yeah. actually cross all the way. And it's like offset. Isn't that most of Australia? The big that, desert? The center part, there's also a whole bunch. There's a very... There's jungles and the like there. Okay, okay. Is that it for that description? Yes. I think that's it for this episode then. Thank you yeah. guys so much for listening. Uh, I have to go home and take care of my baby that has a fever. You guys are awesome. Take care. Bye. Bye.